Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning your internet dials to Squawking Dead. Before I kick off the show, I wanted to give a shout out to Carol's husband. Thanks, honey. Who gave us some cool design ideas, and we've redesigned our profile images and banners to reflect that. I think it's cool. Your girlfriend thinks it's cool. And even your mom thinks it's cool. So why do you not think it's cool? Let us know at squawkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. I also have some terrific news. Apple has graced and embraced us by approving our podcast on iTunes. <gasps> Just, yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> So exciting. Just search for Squawking Dead, subscribe to the show, and you'll automatically receive new episodes and content as soon as they're posted. And meanwhile, our heads have been spinning these past few Squawking Dead episodes. The Walking Dead has been nothing short of a roller coaster. Fast, furious, and filled with sudden rises and falls. Overall, our beloved teams have been gaining ground. It should be no surprise that The Walking Dead would eventually bring about a reckoning. Yes. In the last episode, we were left with Rick and Daryl racing off to Gavin's heavy artillery storehouse, and Jesus and friends dropping off the savior at Mama Maggie's Hilltop. Most importantly, and after doing so well initially, the kingdom. Dun, oh, dun, the kingdom. Yeah. Gunned down so suddenly after a string of wins, it was a shock and blow to us all. And this episode <sighs> left nothing to the imagination. No, it did not. It was not. way worse than we thought. Yeah. Well, as oh. always, Carol, will you one day show me how to start a show? Oh, God, where do I even start? I mean, I know that I've said a lot the last time about how I've been waiting for that Negan backstory episode, but this is kind of more along the lines of the, the episode I was waiting for. I think that this is so far the best episode of the season, I feel. I mean, granted, we're only four episodes in, but I feel it's probably one of the better episodes that they've had in a while, just because I like the very centralized focus. I like whenever we get some backstory on a character and we kind of give them more uh, backdrop and we kind of give the, they, they become less of a caricature and more of, of, of a multi-dimensional character and it's nice with Ezekiel we get we've got more of that rather than just kind of like this bravado um unfortunately we got that by basically breaking him down to, to his last shred of <laughs> of confidence is completely gone but I I think it was it was a really really great episode I thought it was it was really interesting and it was really compelling um I did. I mean, I oof that opening. I mean, the the, the graphic nature of it. I mean, it's, it's actually funny because I I've been listening to and, and reading what a lot of other people have been saying, and a lot of people have been complaining this season that they felt that since it's all out war, you know, it was expected that there was going to be a lot of action, a lot of battles. A lot of people felt that the portrayal of the violence so far has been a little, um, perhaps non-believable or a little kind of like more actiony rather than like war oh, this really? episode to me yeah i mean i never thought of it that way but i guess i could see where they're coming from that it was more kind of like action movie kind of re- le- more action movie less wartime movie this episode right. was less more, zombie horror right. right this definitely felt very much like i mean a saving private ryan kind of like all of these soldiers like basically completely gunned down and i think it also kind of showed the magnitude of i mean for lack of a better word weapons of mass destruction and just basically the magnitude of the effect of those weapons taking out basically Ezekiel's entire army. Um, so I thought it was really, I think it was really good to show kind of like the gravity and severity of the kind of weapons that they have and what they're capable of. Um, so I think that that really resonated. <sighs> I don't even know what to say 
about C- about Shiva. I, like shed tears for a non-existent CGI cat. <laughs> <laughs> putting it all on the table, Carol. Just put, put it, just it all, all on the table. Just all out. I mean, uh, I can't even watch that scene again. It's like, it just uh, breaks my heart. But I think I all, overall, I really like this episode for sure. And that's the show, folks. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's my first impression. That's my first that's, impression. That's the first really impression. This show's going to be like two hours long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I didn't even get to Rick and Daryl. That was oh, a fun little scene. Yeah, that fun. Exactly. The the fact that it was little is it's why it's like okay, we might as well not. It doesn't matter. That scene was yeah. like eh, it was a few few yeah. minutes long. Yeah. It, was a, it was a fun little scene, basically. But tell me it more wasn't... about Ezekiel. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> right. I mean, you notice how like this was a very Ezekiel centric episode, less a kingdom episode, more Ezekiel. Yes, it was and... one of those like kind of character study episodes. Yeah. It, well, it, it's funny that you mentioned how we got to see like a more introspective episode even with um with some of the action that was going on uh what's what's cool about that is okay rewind <laughs> <laughs> what, what I like about what you mentioned was even though we were kind of sick of that stuff in the last season or the last maybe two seasons, let's just say, it's interesting that you say that after having like three episodes full of action, right? Yeah. And I think it's it, so needed. it's almost as if we miss it. This is the stuff this is why we miss this part of the show. This 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 is what makes The Walking Dead is some of these longer, more introspective, character driven yes. episodes. Yes. So I think I, it, I, I think it's necessary. I don't think that we necessarily have to overdo it, but I think that intermittent mixed in this action to kind of get a moment to basically kind of understand the humanity of a character and at their core who what they're about i think it's interesting right and and to mix in all the action with that yes. is a good formula like whereas the last season or two it wasn't a lot of action it was a lot more tension but it was like quiet tension with the uh, drawn out dialogueless episodes and stuff like that so right so it it's interesting of... to get that with an action episode with a tense tension action and uh character expose let's just say yes it was just a very plotting pace before i think that they kind of skewed towards a lot of the kind of character character study episodes last season after the big you know glenn abraham murder and then it just became very plodding just very kind of okay that's all right all right all right you know when are we going to do something whereas this season was <laughs> the total opposite where we have all this action going on and now the, there certainly was action in this episode too but i think it was kind of nicely married with this sort of character study at the same time so i think it worked i think they did a good job yeah it, it was a perfect mix i mean we were we were on high tension Yes. for the last three episodes, which yes. I, I think was making you dizzy a little bit. I mean, in a good Ugh. way, but yeah, I don't know how many more episodes you would have been able to handle this. No, no. And I think Kirkman said, or, or, or Scott M. Gimple said, that the first four were going to be like that. And then we were going to have to kind of, you know, now the, take a, a bit of a step back. So, I mean, I, I know that they said that, but I mean, the first few episodes have been intense, just kind of, you know, and we talked about this before. It's like, they, they basically continued where the previously where the previous one left off. So it's just been this kind of continuous boom 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 yeah and, and that's how they shot it too yeah apparently yeah apparently yeah so yeah well i might as well get this out of the way i might as well get this completely out of the way because i kind of i kind of want to just throw it out there so that we don't have to talk about it again <laughs> but it looks like you were wrong about something oh yes yes about the um the walk the the walker from the last episode no 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 not that okay 
Oh, okay. Okay, what but was it? I, I think I want to keep have you keep picking things. <laughs> oh, okay. No, not wrong. Okay. That, but also something else. No, I'm kidding. Um, the so you will get your Negan episode. Next. I did. I did see that. I did see a clip about that. Rather so than waiting. Yep. 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 So aren't you excited? I, I am excited. I'm curious because this is the thing. What they did with Ezekiel this week is what I would like them to do to Negan. I want to get some dimension to the person, and I think that that makes them a more compelling character to know the the different aspects of them so they're not just basically he's a king or or he's a a villain it's like okay well, a dictator yeah it's like, well, well what else is there like i mean you know why why is he there why i want to know how did we get here and make him interesting and i think that you know a lot of the people that have complaints about about the negan character are usually that that they find him to be a little cartoonish little caricaturish and i feel last season a lot of the moments that i liked with Negan, to be honest, we're more on these one-on-one sort of uh, scenes when he's, when it's just him and another character communicating and you see a little bit more of the different kind of sides or dimensions to him like the episode where he was with carl um even uh his uh com- oh, his rick. discussions with sasha oh, no I negan see. yeah yeah like, negan I mean, with rick what, also. well i feel like when he spoke to rick it was still very much like trying to kind of you know dictate over him but i feel like when he was talking yeah. to carl you see like a different side where he almost has a sort of kind of soft spot in a way for, for, for this kid and even when he's talking to um to sasha you know before she kills herself also just not just i mean because he could have killed either one of them hands down easily you know but he doesn't and so I find that when they have the Negan character talking one-on-one to certain characters, you kind of start to see, okay, well, this guy's not just a, a, a crazy murderer. There's more to him than that. And you kind of get a feel for more of that. Whereas I feel that when he's in this in this public stage and he's at uh, Alexandria or wherever, and he's surrounded by all his uh, lackeys, it's a lot of posturing. And sometimes it can be like, okay, all right, already we get it, we get it. Yeah. So that's why, that's what I'm looking forward to in the Negan Father Gabriel episode, but right. I might be setting myself up for failure. So well, I'm we don't hopeful. Know what's yeah, it's... we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. So I'm hopeful, but we'll see. Well, you and me are both on the side of the the possibility of Negan and Father Gabriel being in the trailer at the same time could be the opportunity for confessions and things like that. It's, so that so it's it's hope. interesting, but you never know what's going to happen because of the many sides of Negan, right? Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I am. I'm very curious to see and I am hopeful. I am I am I'm open, I'm open, but I'm trying not to uh, make any assumptions. Yeah, that's what makes this episode a lot more of a cool down episode. It's, it's a little less action, a, some tension, uh more character exposé and then it, it leaves us open for a really good transition to whatever's going on in the trailer. This yes. maybe quiet one-on-one dark room scene. Mm-hmm. No light it seems. Right. Doesn't seem like it now. So, yeah, perfect mood. And not only that, after this character dive into Ezekiel, and we're making this assumption, but going into a possible Negan backstory, it's just a perfect kind of transition, and maybe even a way to show the similarities between Ezekiel and Negan, in some sort of fluid crossfade kind of way. Mm -hmm. It could be. It it could give an opportunity to kind of basically show how perhaps he he doesn't come from a background so different from, you know, whether it's Ezekiel or Rick, um, 
he just basically skewed this way for whatever reason. But you know, it, it would be interesting to see if it if they do go that route to kind of show, hey, you know, he's not all that um, different from these other characters. Even Father Gabriel, maybe. Who knows? Maybe even Father Gabriel. The two people that you wouldn't think would be the same could be no. quite the same. You never know. You never yeah. know. And a trailer and we could together. do a whole episode on that. Oh yes, which would probably be the next episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that'll probably Good be next call. week. Good call. Yep. Think alike. Exactly. So let's let's get to the actual episode. I think. Let's let's just start from the beginning because yes. I I love the mood of Ezekiel in his grandiose old theater Opry House looking yeah studio right? makeup counter with the bowl of water and washing his face and rolling his dreads and shaving yeah. his chin. It so. was interesting because at first I wasn't sure watching it um where he was at first I wasn't or, or time wise I wasn't sure if this was present day or if this was in the past like at first because they never really showed his quarters let's say so yeah, it isn't until then you see him get dressed and you realize okay he's at the kingdom and yeah, this is this is where he stays but yeah i thought it was uh interesting and this is his every day yes so you know every day getting up putting on his costume let's just say yes just a very interesting way of looking at how he gets up in the morning what he has to become right mm-hmm. and we're gonna yeah. I know we're gonna talk about that soon but yes but yeah it's yeah. uh the only I, I don't there's nothing really to to tear apart in that one scene i think what i thought was very interesting obviously we get the speech but right after this moving speech where he says we are one and everybody's coming in and, and mm-hmm. you know yeah to, to the center where ezekiel's at and embracing you go directly yes. directly into this Ugh. scene with him being buried under under these bodies these same kingdom Ugh. bodies yeah and it was, was just it was just oof. a good well plotted out shot and, it and was. such a good yeah. transition this extreme high and then all of yeah. a sudden we're being gravity dropped it was very i think i think it was very well shot it was very effectively shot because it was a very very strong way of kind of showing like you said this point where they were just united and they had this hope and and inspiration and and this is what we're going to do and then the reality of it being a complete tragic disaster and just basically being you know covered by the bodies of 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 his of his soldiers of of the people from his kingdom um and and as as i said before it's like i think it really was well done to display how i mean obviously it's it's very graphic um you know the way they have it shown but i think it was well done to basically show how how dangerous these weapons are that they have beyond like the shotguns and, and the machine guns that you see like i mean you see the, the firefight with Aaron and, and the saviors before where it's just like infinite rounds of ammo just going back and forth. Seen out of Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, just, just never ending ammo. And, you know, like, yeah, some people get shot and whatever. But this really showed like, no, these are very, very serious weapons that can really, I mean, basically decimated an entire army. <laughs> it's exactly what they did. So um, I think it was very, very effective. And it was very oof, rough. Yeah. Like, and and after that, after that, it was it was like, we are one. And then you see the pile of bodies. And then you look around and there are body parts. And I'm like, we are not one. There's a piece of me yes. there. There's a piece oof. of me over there. There's, oh, man, my insides uh, are over there. And I'm over here. So I I, I oh, thought that was a yeah, little that was so... funny after rewatching it again. <laughs> so a little humor. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <all the gruesome. laughs> 
that's that's good. That's good. That's like I like your humor. That, that was <laughs> like my more. humor. That was like me finding Morales's murder humorous last time. I was like, eh, yeah, it was kind of funny. I knew Daryl was gonna pop out of somewhere. And it's like, there you go. Here I am. It looks like pop goes the Daryl. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In the box. And I was like, that's. See, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And and so directly after that, it, it does cut to the scene with the bodies uh, in this pile. And it, it, you see the parts on the floor and you don't really yes. see Ezekiel come out. But then he comes out all of a sudden from uh, out of the bodies. And yes. and what I noticed was it was like it was as if he was birthed from this yeah, amniotic right? sack of bodies. And uh, he's Ugh. like crawling around on the floor. He's very confused. Yeah. He's frightened. He cries out, not like yeah. a baby. He's a real man. And uh, I just thought the similarities, like what the connotations are with that, yeah. was just kind of interesting. Like the, the birth of real Ezekiel. Like just Exactly. I mean, I think it's a very interesting analogy because it is. This is this is where the whole your majesty and all of that, I mean, that all gets tossed out the window. This is Ezekiel in this situation, trying basically taking in all the people that we, we, we understand that his, his leg is wounded and he starts coming the realization that these men who were once on his side are going to start turning and reanimating as walkers and and you start to notice that i think the first one that does is the one that's missing the arm that we see an arm and i think it's i think it might be that that's that right. same walker is one of is the one of the first ones to um turn and oh boy yikes that yeah. is not a good place to be yeah and nope, uh, nope, I'm, nope. it's it's like something we said the other week how we would react in similar situations i don't even think we'd be even we'd probably be worse than how ezekiel reacted but i'm sure like people were like get up you idiot like move like i know yeah. he's injured yeah i mean i'm not saying that but i can see a lot of people saying that like what the hell's wrong with you and so well i think i think people need to stop with that because yeah. here's the thing i'm the first one to Calm say yourself. that well yeah and i'm the first one to say like some people have all these aspirations of like oh i should do this or you should do this it's like look i'm the first one to say if something like that happened and i'm in like a certain position i might just you know i might just be like screw this this isn't happening i'm just gonna slip my wrist and like do it myself because this is just not I, my I am, wife what the hell's yeah. wrong with you two <laughs> it's like oh, oh listen, i'll try to take care of okay. you <laughs> listen side quick side tangent i had a friend years ago <laughs> who i worked with and during the time that the plane landed in the hudson the miracle on the hudson so oh, we yeah. were in obviously new york and i'm and i'm telling her hey did you hear about this and you know we're watching it on the news and it's amazing everybody survived and whatever and she was already afraid of flying and she was like listen she's like if i was on the plane the minute they say brace for impact she's like i would have slid my wrist right there she's like i wouldn't oh even bother i was like well you see i was like well and you see you would have been wrong so that's probably not the you would have been the idea, one so. fatality out of all the people that actually the one got fatality. saved there was one fatality the one the one fatality it's funny that uh, you say that because it, it's it, it does bring up an interesting parallel like the other side of the coin like though we would may not be able to react quite as well as ezekiel in that situation as much to our our name calling of ezekiel at the time like oh the werewolf is behind you that kind of feeling mm -hmm. the other side of the coin is i don't think you would do that i think i think when faced with a proposition of something else taking your life there's obviously there's a natural fight or flight uh, yes thing no, that agreed. kicks in agreed but i think i think when you realize that this could be over it really does kick you into gear like wait a minute i don't I agree. think i, I 
do that. I don't think I would do that. I don't think I want it to be over. I, I want to stay till the end yeah. credits, you know? I want to see if there's a yeah. uh, finger at the end of this movie. Or maybe there's after the credits, there's something, some cool thing. So, no, yeah. And I, and I do agree. No, it's true. I think, and I think it depends on your method of survival too, because I, I remember hearing somebody and they made a very good point and they said that the, and it was, it was a very good point. They said that a lot of people watch the show and think of themselves that they would be like Daryl, but really they'd be like Eugene. <laughs> like you would you'd be Eugene. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, in your mind, you think you'd be Daryl. No, you're not going to be Daryl. You'll be That Eugene. was shooting really like, high too. Like, go yeah, like, like really high. high. Like, yeah. Like, or, you or know Aaron. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, you know what? Shoot, shoot high. Go for Eric. You know, like, okay, be honest with yourself. Daryl, right. are you serious? It's like, no, dude, no, stop. <laughs> stop right there no exactly but like but that's that's the thing i think people watch the show and are like no what are you doing blah, blah. it's like well come on let's be realistic here the you're reality gregory. is I mean, come on God, you're your man <laughs> your love i'm a gregory okay fine uh, if i'm lucky i'm a gregory let's put it that way oh god yeah oh know. one more comment on that though I, if you wash your hands Every time you go to the bathroom, either or, you're not mm-hmm. a Daryl. That's all I can say about that. You're just not Daryl. <sighs> yeah, so. Daryl is, is definitely a little little grimy. Yeah, little exactly. Grimy. Even yeah. though according to... To, to Talking Andrew Dead, Lincoln, he's one of the cleanest. Yeah, that he's, he's like one, one of the, the best smelling people. Yeah. Yes, it's deceiving. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Exactly. It's like it's like opening up a candy and just popping in your mouth. Like You never know what it's going to actually taste like until... Okay, why did I go there? I don't know. I, I, I'm but, not sure. But I don't want to take this this line of thought further. <laughs> <laughs> you're like we're gonna, you're like we're gonna stop right there. Ooh, put your all in my mouth. Anyway, so, is, <laughs> so what's cool about seeing Ezekiel flee and even getting, you know, having the Gunther. By the way, his name is Gunther, the scrawny savior. I call him Chester the molester because <laughs> I called him scrawny savior. But uh, yeah, that yours is way better. Pete the pedo. This guy was gross, dude. Like the glasses. And, I mean, and I know that they were going for like a really detestable character. Like obviously, like they were trying to make him somebody that you just ugh, like just awful, you know. But ugh, I mean, I guess they were effective. <laughs> they were effective in that respect. Really good teeth, though. By the way, well, why is it that yes. post-apocalyptic people have like the best teeth? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, right. You you would think that that wouldn't be the case, right? Yeah, well, except- they have a lot at the sanctuary, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, good dental plan at the sanctuary. <laughs> good dental plan at the, at the sanctuary. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. But you see, you see, Ezekiel really—he's not really necessarily give up, giving up. Like even no. though he's crawling away, he's in shock. I mean, he's in shock. Let's just give him that. But you know, there's moments where he lays down and refuses to move. You know, yeah, he tries to take his uh, cane back. So throughout the episode, you're thinking to yourself oh man what's happening to him like what he's I mean he hasn't really necessarily you don't really see him kind of give up till near the end and not even give up it's like this remorse over swindling these people you know it's but but at the same time he does try to hold on to it he does a little bit you know until he finally lets go so and these are the things that are going on in your mind I mean it's what it's probably going on through other people's minds it's kind of like come on man it's not that bad and I mean yeah it's bad but still don't give up you know and it's funny because it's not only the audience that's saying that and, you know you were saying it too when you were first watching it but the kingdom themselves i mean like jerry uh yes. the guy that initially picks him up alvaro i think alvaro, yeah alvaro uh, yeah. picks him up and they're telling him dude stop it you yeah. know we needed you you they know we believe still him. believe they yeah, still believe need you yeah yeah absolutely so, so it's it's we're all trying to tell him that but it's it's just hard 
It's just really hard because it, it just tells you a lot about Ezekiel's character, how invested he really is. Like, whereas Negan probably couldn't give a damn, right, maybe. Right. You know, he'd I probably mean, shoot his own. Yeah, if he know? loses. And I think that they even did that too. The saviors, didn't they? In the in the Carol part. Oh yeah. Carol had a savior, you know, with a nice neck. That was oh, that was his name. Okay. Yeah. But like, didn't they say like, oh, light him up? Like they no hesitation. Like there's no loyalty within the saviors themselves. It's just right. basically whatever. If we have to sacrifice one of our own, so be it. There's no looking out for each other whatsoever. Right. And Negan himself probably wouldn't hesitate. Also, yeah. it's it's just the fact. So it's yeah. wow. We, we've kind of, we're kind of drawing some really good good parallels between the two already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good material. I, like, I love good material yeah. here. It's, it's a good. It's good that we're two co-hosts in the show. <laughs> Yeah, it's good they were having helps. a conversation. Um, I do like the for some reason I do love the blood anointment that Ezekiel gets. There's something about it that I mean, obviously I don't I like Gunther, but I thought, I thought that it was, was interesting. Yeah, right. What was? What do you think was the point in that? I'm making you a king. Gunther's making here. You want to be a king? You're a king, mm. and he just humiliates him, but like in a in a kind of poetic yeah, in way, a, in a belittling. He did kind of yeah, because a lot of the 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 um the smack basically that we he was talking to him was even yeah. I remember like the one part where he was saying, it's like, look, you know, like even in death, these guys are still following you. And that was, ooh, that was kind of, that was a heavy statement, you know? Oh, and the parallel, yeah, the parallel to that is the whole, does Negan even know your name? And then he uh, yes. responds quickly, I'm Negan. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Very, very interesting. Which kind of circles back to what Negan had done to be almost this cult-like leader mm-hmm. status to them. Yeah. This, yeah. this uh, Dahmer, well, he looks like Dahmer. <laughs> Gunther looks like Dahmer. Like but this Dead kind of right. cult leader status that Negan has that knowing full well well that Negan wouldn't know his name whatsoever still kind of doesn't hesitate yeah it's it's very it's it's it, and this is why I say that I need to understand more because how do people get to this point how that that's what I want to understand well think about it though people do that now you know we live in a time of relative <sighs> yeah. peace yeah there's some hardship yeah. I mean yeah a lot of people have hardship but even in, in the worst of hardships now mm-hmm. we're not nearly on the level of people that lived in the dust bowl i mean yeah let's really True. think about that you know yeah. poverty I, now is not the same as poverty then yeah i still can't wrap my head around it though i mean i i know it exists and i know it happens but oh like I, it's it's just amazing to me it's like how does this happen how how are we here how is you know this jeffrey dahmer look-alike at this at this point in the road basically threatening ezekiel be and and saying he's negan like how does that happen how did we get here well it's it's you could if you want to stretch it a little there's two things I could say about that is that how do we get to the point where you could you could say that Gunther is probably saying the same thing about all the kingdom people like what are these people doing they're like worshipping this king and it's just this interesting parallel but the other thing if you want to really extrapolate a little of that concept is a lot of people from different religions say that about other people from other religions like oh this is BS what the heck is this what are you doing and so we do that to each other all the time on smaller levels you know it's yeah. crazy no, so uh, it is true you learn something from this show the walking dead teaches you how yeah. to live with other people teaches you how to survive and live in a- i always say all tolerance the time, people listen i say that the walking dead is one of the most multicultural and multi-denominational shows on television and you know why i had a friend that told me the, apoc- the apocalypse does not discriminate and it's true yeah it does not does not 
That's so it's so fast. Yeah, I did notice that about the show. And you notice it even more when it comes to the fans. You have people calling in from Alabama, Arkansas, yeah. you know, states typically not normally on the side of these things, but it's this huge fan base. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just about Southern Pride. No, I mean, it's just everywhere. Like, and, and internationally, too, if you want to take it there. I mean, there's just fans all over. And everybody has, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say everybody can relate to the apocalypse i'm not saying that but <laughs> oh god i hope not i hope not i sincerely hope not but in a way they can because of a... the tolerance thing exactly uh, yes. but yeah it's it's the, well the south thing i was just really trying to illustrate the the idea that most people probably think uh, oh they're all this and that but then you have all these gay characters and you have people from different ethnicities and and just the idea of them working together i mean even look at rick rick and daryl two people yeah. that you would probably see on the other side of the, the street in terms right. of light and dark. Yes. Pre-apocalypse. Yes. And here we are. We're like best buds. Yeah. Best buds. And I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's multi, it's, it's multi uh, denominational and, and cultural. I mean, in the kingdom, you see a woman who is obviously Muslim and obviously we've oh, had, yes. Asian, we've had Asian characters. We've had black characters. We have have that yeah have had hispanic characters so i appreciate that i i always i notice those little details good that you did i feel I that much more i'm in tune with that yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> I'm in tune with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in tune with what you're saying. Yes. I'm very perceptive to that. <laughs> well, and on the heels of that, um, hello, Jerry. Uh, I, the, the I whole time, the whole time that this scene was going on, I'm sitting watching it with my husband and I'm like, where's Jerry? Where's Jerry? Jerry, like. Are I'm, you like I'm hitting so him while, while, you're, while you're saying this? Like, no, I'm like Eddie? tapping him. I'm tapping him. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, where's it? Where, where's Jerry? Where is it? Like, you know, he's he's gonna pop out somewhere. Like, if we don't see Jerry's body, like he's he's going to pop out of somewhere. And especially because Jerry and Alvaro were the two that in the last episode kind of went off to the side to uh, start killing the savior saviors that they'd killed uh, before they turned. So. Since Alvaro came to get Ezekiel um, before he's killed by um, the, the this creepy uh, savior, I, you kind of knew it's like okay, Jerry's somewhere. When is Jerry coming out? <laughs> when at what point is Jerry coming in to save the day? Right, because it was and, in the bodies, right? But man, he oof, that was graphic, dude. <laughs> he comes in hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> I, I could just see it now. You're like, yeah. Oh, oh. Exactly. I was like, yes. Oh, God, that's gross. Oh, then you're like, then you're like, Eddie, why'd you make me see that? I'm just, you know, what? I will say like my tolerance of watching things has, in, it has greatly improved because of the show. <laughs> greatly improved. I, I, I am not as a, um, what's the term? I am not as, uh, I guess, Weemish? particular. Yes, oh, that's oh. what I'm not. I'm not as squeamish. I'm definitely not as squeamish. So I did see it, but I was just like, oh, God, that was kind of gross. <laughs> but, okay. So, you, know what's, you know what's so funny about that? I, I can't watch House, like doing, oh, like, you know, House, the, the like, Lori. Oh, 
yeah, so medical sort of procedures, just kind of, I can't watch that either, though. I literally I have to grab whoever's hand is closest to me, maybe both sides. And But like with Walking Dead, it's like, ah, and I start laughing, you know, like, we're like doing like, okay, I'm like the dude in the movie theater going, oh, he, no, he didn't. And like, I start laughing really loud. Because you know what I think? Oh, you're that guy. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. But like, I was, I was like that at home in the privacy at of home. my own home. Yes, and then my privacy of home. Exactly. Oh, no, dang, he just did that. Yeah, that's like me with like Eddie and being like, oh god, oh that's gross. But I mean, I think that medical dramas, like, you know what it is? It's that medical dramas are based. It, it's reality. It's real. They're operations. So that's kind of like, ooh, kind of tough to watch. And probably something like Walking Dead, you know. That it's obviously fiction so maybe that's part of it plus it's like you know action mix with zombie lore whereas medical operations are you know straight up medical operations And these zombie shows, they they tend to find a way to tone it down. Like, I think Kirkman was even saying that the effects for splitting Gunther into, like, they had, you know, they had to zoom in the way they did. Yes, I saw that. Graphic. Right. And I think, and honestly, I don't think that you needed to show more. I think that you you got it. Like, you didn't need to see the whole thing. Like, you you know what happened just from what the piece that they showed. And just from that, it was like, whoa, you know, like, you didn't need to see the whole thing to get the impression of what happened um yeah, yeah less is, is more was, less is more but i do think that this episode was probably one of the more graphic episodes that they've had in a long time because i feel that i mean i know that they got a lot of pushback about um last season because of in the way glenn and abraham were were killed so um i think that i had heard that they specifically were trying to kind of be a little bit more cognizant of uh, the extent of violence so there hadn't and I, I noticed, and i noticed that too because even you know some of the some of the murders that they've done like you know when morales was murdered you know you don't necessarily see it you know that it's ha- you know what happened but you we don't it's, it's not made a graphic portrayal like we we don't see exactly what happens other than you know that it you know it happened he killed him and you, you see sort of that it, it occurred the action occurred but we don't see the, the graphic nature of it whereas i feel like this episode was very graphic but i think it was very graphic for to, to make a point like I, I think it was um it wasn't graphic for the sake of being graphic i think it was graphic to to kind of really drive a point home so yeah, like like uh jerry's fury and 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 right. also i think there's a little kind of pandering to what we really want to see like we really want to see this gunther dude get his comeuppance right exactly and that's what and i got mean, a little like, too much but you know kind of like right. you you want it you got it <laughs> right i mean that's the thing you know that when they like build up some of these like villains the way they do you know that it's like okay they're they're prepping this guy for a basically pretty graphic horrible death <laughs> i mean it's it's just how it goes so i knew that was going to happen with this character i i knew ezekiel was going to get out of this i was just waiting like okay when is this happening something's going to happen and then yeah jerry came in and just let out all his fury but still is a sweetheart and takes his ezekiel sword he's still calling him your majesty still calling him your majesty he's saying you don't uh, but then he goes dude yes i do <laughs> and and ezekiel still like ezekiel basically does not feel worthy at the, is what it comes down to he does not feel worthy of anybody kind of um, referring to him with with a, this title. He just doesn't feel that he's worthy of this kind of level of respect. He he's he doesn't. And um, but it's like you were saying before. I mean, Alvaro believed in in. I mean, all his his he had men that jumped on him to protect him. That that basically died protecting him. And then Alvaro also died helping him get away. Thank God Jerry didn't die. But you know Jerry also you know believes in him. Then and you know they basically you know stand guard to 
could start, you know, fighting off, you know, this this swarm of, of zombie kingdom people coming for them. Um, which brings us to my girl Carol. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because I don't want to say I want to save some of the bigger Ezekiel topics for later. Yes. Yes, I got I got me some. Yes, I know. I know that you do. You told me so I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting for my mind to be blown. Oh, I hope so. I was drunk at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you come up with very excellent, deep philosophical stuff. Thank you. Just saying. saying. Yeah. So the one thing (laughs) I'll edit that out. <laughs> okay. Now. Okay. So, uh, first of all, the first thing I noticed was, well, Carol is killing again. Carol's back. So, yeah. I was like, I was like, welcome back, Carol. Welcome back. The water's fine. The water, exactly. The Come on in. Fine. The water's, it's fine. Wait in the blood. I, I, like when she crawled into that vent and just was assassin from above, I was like, see, this is why I love Carol. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Survivalist, too. Like, Shot them through the ceiling, so that's um, yeah, all all at all costs too. At all at all costs, but we do get to see these weapons that were used, and we see that they're basically packing them up, and uh, we we understand that they're trying to transport these weapons to the sanctuary in order to, I guess, um, free Negan and I guess anybody who is uh, stuck there from the swarm of zombies that um the our uh, heroes let in. Right. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. And it's the but I, I just love the way she does it, though. Yes. Like the way she does it, it never ceases to impress me how she's able to manipulate people into thinking she's something she's not. Yes. Isn't that? And, she and, plays and, that she, card very well. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And she, well, and who knows when that will run out? And I honestly didn't even think that would work. Mm-hmm. I mean, just given the fact that sometimes the our characters will do something like this and all of a sudden it stops working. The, the These people that come back to the same patterns and then all of a sudden find oops this is the day that it, that my trick ran out you know so it, it just it was clever it worked out well and you know she was able to get the drop on them in the end you know they ran out of bullets after a while and yeah. you know she she really the mind of a tactician she really knows her stuff she is very cunning she's very very cunning she's very sharp and um yeah she is and she gets herself in these positions and and sometimes you know i'm watching it and i'm like oh god how are you gonna get out of this carol but she finds a way she always does and i i do think that she 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 knows how to play her cards right and and i think quite honestly it's very deceptive because if you're these big rough and tumbling you know marauder saviors and you see this this little you know she's not elderly but she's obviously you know skewed on older woman and and they basically i i think that they underestimate necessarily how dangerous she can be i i and i think she 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 really preys on that um that sort of um naive nature of them not necessarily taking her seriously as a threat and then she just kind of you know just capitalizes capitalizes on it basically so um well it's something it's something that i've thought of remember how i said last week the saviors must think everybody are everybody's brutal and so they react in kind Mm -hmm. i think i want to amend that i I don't even think it's that anymore because the idea that they that they wouldn't even hesitate and shoot you know gunning her down they could have gone after whatever remaining kingdom level uh, people were left yeah you know they could it, it's it would have been really easy they had the numbers you know they, they seem to have gotten most of them and they could have
could have gotten rid of her, but it's this idea that they didn't, you know, they, they must not think anybody as brutal as they are. And not only that, but add to that, that it just seems like none of these guys, I, I guess what you sacrifice in being a savior is the lack of tactics. You know, because right. Negan is the one forming all the plans and maybe some of the head guys like Simon and Gavin and all that, Right. everybody under them must not ha- have any sense of when they're being played or when somebody's rolling up on them in a way that could could really like like some sort of strategy some sort of plan of attack they just don't seem to be prepared i mean gavin's not there so he can't really direct them on what to do and tell them what to. it's literally that's how the say it's this this weakness from the saviors that because they're depending on the saviors to protect them and you know obviously do whatever they want they really surrender their own mind they're no longer themselves as we brought up before they're negan they are negan so it's this huge sacrifice whereas and i guess now this also comes back to the kingdom whereas the kingdom may follow orders from the king but there's a lot of delegation there are different groups you know they all have a little hierarchy among themselves and and people that they respect among their ranks and they're not surrendering themselves they have their own identity their own personality i mean ezekiel calls them by first name all of them yeah so it's it's this whole there's a respect to it there's there's a respect of one's ideas and tactics and and even like ezekiel seeking seeking counsel from carol when when and uh and Rick when they first come to see him. Yeah. You know, it's this I seek your counsel sort of thing. It's like if this was Negan, like I would seek your knee on the floor and my bat against right. your head. Pretty <laughs> so much. Lucille seeks seeks vengeance. She's thirsty. So yeah. that's that's how it's like. It's just I, I so I amend what I say last time. It's it's not that they're that they're brutal and it's not that they're that they're that they must think that nobody's as brutal as they are. It's just that they have no sense of individuality and, and tactic. Right. So it's gang, it's gang mentality. Oh gosh. Yeah, uh, herd mentality. If, yeah, if, and how how um of a how much of a parallel is that to yeah. walkers? It, ah. Yeah, you, got, you got where I was going with that? I, I, I see you. I see it. I a see big it. concentric circle, folks. I see where you're going with dead. this. I see where you're going with this. And I think uh-huh. that that's always been kind of like the the, the commentary from uh, Kirkman. Just, just how different are we from these evil beings that we call walkers? Are we that right. much or better? Evil, really? evil, like evil doesn't personify them. They're just, no. they don't, ha- they just, they're id. There's this thing. These monsters. How, how different are we from these monsters? They are what they kids. are. They are what they are. And humans are uh, are what they are too. Yeah, so. but it's it's all these different dimensions, all these different angles from which we can see how we are either no different, but sometimes we are uh, than walkers, than these just automaton creatures, like self-perpetuating things. But then yes. every now and again, we do something, you know, we, we, we show our difference. So it's, it's, it's a really cool concept, you know, that we've explored, that Kirkman's explored, really. Yeah. I think so. It's fascinating. Well, and it's funny even how the how the episode was filmed was really cool. We have these we we really kind of go from only from these two viewpoints and they kind of meet in the middle. The Carol side of the story where she's in the actual artillery factory place. Yes. Then we have Ezekiel trying to trying to get out, you know, from the field or get in rather, who knows. And then we meet with them at the gate. We're actually even before that where Carol sees Jerry and Ezekiel at yes. the gate. Yes. She sees them in the distance and she can see that they're in trouble, that they're 
fending off. Yeah. Oh, no, no, go ahead. They're fending off from, from the herd, right? Yes, but she can see that it's it's a considerable herd and that it, it can that this this might be something that they won't be able to handle on their own. Right. And then there's this moment before the commercial break, I think, where there's this pause. Like, do I go after Jerry and Ezekiel or do I just take these guys out and prevent them from getting the heavy artillery to the sanctuary? Right. And why I want to pick that apart is that if you remember when and Carol was at the prison and people started getting sick. Yes. Do you remember how she burned up the, she killed and burned yeah. up the bodies? Yeah. Two people, just like that. Yeah. She felt that it, it's what had to be done for the greater good. Right. And we're kind of here now. And yet she decides that people are more worth it. That, yeah, give them a fighting chance. I think that's that, what's important in this world. I think it's very interesting because it definitely shows that, you know, I think that Carol's come full circle and has kind of come to a more reasonable balance of humanity and brutality. She will kill as is needed. And um, she is not trying and to deny and effectively, very effectively. Whereas, like a lot of these other people are just basically what I say, just spraying and praying. But she is effective. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's true. I mean, yeah. it's just like infinite ammo just shooting at like. I mean, it's like more like suppressive fire instead of. I mean, what right. are you hitting? But I mean, but Pan she and is. Fodder. Right. Yes. But yeah, she's. I think that she's found a balance of of, of a brutality that's needed when it's needed, but at the same time, understanding that the hope and and the uh, the hope and the possibilities of life is is far more important. So I, I was happy to see her choose to save um, Ezekiel and Jerry and help them. So that was encouraging. Yeah. So that kind of brings up one final question about this, and that's knowing that and all the character analysis that we've been taking from Morgan and Tara and. Rick and Daryl and Maggie, would you not say that Carol is probably the best put together person on The Walking Dead right now? Oddly enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that she's come light years. And I think that's part of, well, I mean, she's been, you know, a fixture on the show. It's also like, you know, Daryl and Rick from, from and Morgan from the beginning. But I think that we've seen so much development from her and just um, basically a, a struggle between being this battered housewife and surviving just, just to survive and, and then coming into her own and, and finding her strength after, after her daughter Sophia um, was, uh, well, obviously killed and became a wall. Walker. Um, and then just all, everything that she went through and she's just, you know, evolved and she got to a peak where she didn't care about anything other than just kind of pure survival, killing anything in her path. And um, now, and then becoming a pacifist where she didn't, she doesn't, didn't want to kill at all. And now just kind of coming to the conclusion that, look, you know, you have to, I mean, what it boils down to is picking and choosing your battles. I mean, nobody's saying that you have to be a one woman wrecking machine and just killing everything in your path. But when needed, you are able to defend those that need to be defended. And right. so I I think that she definitely is probably the most developed character on the show by far. Oh, God. I mean, it, it hadn't occurred to me until we started talking about it. And I started to reflect on previous Squawking Dead episodes. And it really... So would you not say... Here's a follow-up question, Carol. Follow-up gotcha question. Uh -huh. Would you not say that the show is about Carol? Gosh. <laughs> 
Oh my god! I you know I you know I'm always trying to figure out what this show is about. <laughs> I'm always like, who's who's this show really about? It's not really about Rick, is it? <laughs> it's about somebody else. Who knows? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that would be very interesting, though. I think it would be very interesting if the show was ultimately about Carol. She is the last survivor. She is. I, just, it, I, I mean, have this knows? idea for a segment. Carol, hear me out. Okay. Who does Carol think is? Who does Carol think the show is about this week? And every week it changes based on yeah. what's going it, on. There's like a needle and, and a and a meter, and then it just hit it's like the wheel of fortune of, yes. of who the show's about. Yes, like a barometer, basically. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's oh, it's like the uh, what is that the the wheel that they spin on the prices, right? What was it called? Oh, um, <laughs> that's what it is. It's, it's the wheel. It's the wheel. The wheel. Spin that wheel. Oh, but that's yes. wheel of fortune. Oh, we're mixing things up, but still, you get the idea. <laughs> yes, there is a wheel though on prices, right? It's the one that you know if you land on a what is it on a dollar, you get a thousand dollars. Yeah, right. And if you yeah. keep landing on it, apparently this viral video, you get more. Yes, you Up to do. three times or something. I don't know. So another side tangent: my sister had to go to South by Southwest for an event, and they had a prices right, uh, I guess booth or area whatever, and they had the wheel set up, and <laughs> there was like a long, long line of people trying to basically get a turn at the wheel. Was, was there deal. any money involved? I don't think so. <laughs> There's probably people paying for a photo with the oh, wheel. Man. There's not even like names of the Walking Dead characters? Come on. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. That's probably in development. <laughs> I mean, you're developing it. Well, actually, I'm developing it. You're just the one who keeps spinning it, exactly. which is fun. I think it's fun. I, it, it just came fun. about granularly or naturally. Sorry. It seems fun. Like the idea of like the wheel. <laughs> I don't know. Let's have the fans spin it. I know. Like the fans can spin it. Yeah. I don't and know then what the you, prize then you riff be. on it. Yeah. Well, the prize is you riffing on it and then you have to actually explain, you, which you can. I'm sure you can figure out a way to kind of say, oh, this show is really about Carl. You know, that is a possibility also. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh That's a man! Strong one. That's oh up wait, there. well, let me see here. Uh, do, 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 do. I mean, I don't really want to get into the Rick and Daryl thing as much as I want to. I mean, I just what it really it comes fun. down to. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was, it was just a bit thing. of fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I will say it's like when when Carol was out there and she's like, "Oh no, no, they're not." Like, I, I don't know if it was Ezekiel or Jerry that said it's like, "Oh, they're getting away with the guns." And I I didn't catch it at first watch that you hear the motorcycle and she realizes like, "Oh no, you're not." And then you see them drive away and you see the motorcycle. I was like, yes, here we go. Because I was wondering because when they showed the trailer for next for for this week, they had yeah. shown that that scene, and we were well into this episode, and they hadn't shown anything on Rick and Daryl. So I was like, hmm. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, you know, because I knew that. I was like, when exactly is that happening? But then when that happened, I was like, oh, here we go. So I I did think that was definitely a fun, definitely a fun action scene. Um, after a heavy, after a like, very heavy yes, episode, yeah, heavy. Um, emotional and we're not even at the end of the emotion yet but yeah, oh, yeah. It, it already thus far was a very heavily emotional episode and then it's like okay here comes the daryl rick team coming in <laughs> to just you know it's like it's it, like wrestling it this tag team wrestling moment but they it, are it, isn't it funny how we had a fight scene in the last episode this really awesome fight scene and now we have a yeah. car chase scene like what's it was, next it was a very like, cool car chase scene i gotta like say a, like a fight scene like planes it, flying and, and like people jumping well, out of planes well, they did say Daryl Norman Reedus did say that Daryl's character is going to be in some sort of big uh, fight or something with another character. So <laughs> it's it's a firefight. They're in old uh, 1942 twin propeller jet planes. That's not a thing, but I just made it up. 
you what I'm yeah, wondering, what I am wondering though, is and, and this is this isn't necessarily a spoiler because we're already past this point. But in the comic, when we have this when when we had that scene um at the end of last uh, last season where um you know the the Alexandrians, you know, basically uh, fought back against the saviors and you know, then the kingdom jumped in and came to save the day and um, you know, the hilltop came in uh when he Negan had uh Carl and, and Rick kneeling and you thought okay he's going to kill somebody else that does actually occur in, in the comic there that scene does happen um but yes the kingdom and the hilltop come in to save the day and help but specifically um the jesus character jumps in and gets into this epic uh physical fist fist fight with negan um Whoa. which take all my has, money which has not happened yet which is why i tell you that I get disappointed because the Jesus oh. character in the comic is pretty kick-ass, but I can't imagine the Jesus character as he stands right now um, on the show being on that level to be able to have a sort of kind of like, you know, fist fight sort of thing with Negan. But I could I could see Daryl, that I could see. Really? Well, because it's more poetic. But I, I mean, I could totally, look, as much as it doesn't make sense for at this point, I think that's probably what pisses you off. It, it doesn't make sense for, for Jesus to fight Negan. Right. It, it makes more sense rate, than Daryl. Right. They haven't developed the Jesus character in order for a scene like that to make sense. It would it would be very out of the blue. It would it, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Whereas with Daryl, based on the history that he's had with the saviors, and even when they showed last uh, episode him seeing like, you know, the handcuffs and, and dog food, like I mean, he has a lot of resentment and a lot of anger towards oh, and and naked he, too. Right. You know, so he definitely would it would make a lot more sense if a scene like that happened happened between Daryl and Negan. So I wonder if that might happen or what, because he does say that he'll have some sort of epic, you know, fight scene, but he didn't divulge more than that. Well, you know so, what I think? You know what I think? What? I think that may be so, that fight may, hap- may happen, but he did mention something else, somewhat of a civil war kind of thing looming. And what I think is that Daryl and Rick... I have heard that. Something. I've heard about that. Oh, and I, heard that? that. I mean, this is, this is something I thought of, so you heard no. it from me. It was the one who thought it first. You thought it first, yes, because, <laughs> I mean, no, you I'm are the... Kidding. No, but I mean... No, but I... really, that's true. I thought it myself, so... But. No, no, I know. It definitely it is it's your own original thought and i completely agree with it and i think a lot of other people agree with you as well because we we saw last episode rick clearly being slightly um taken aback by how um basically daryl is not hesitating and basically just killing saviors when needed whether it was morales whether it was uh that guy todd at the end he's just not even no hesitation whatsoever and um i think that that really kind of uh does not sit well with rick especially since he's starting to kind of understand that you there there is a a line and you don't necessarily want to cross that line because these are people too yeah they're not just monsters some of them are but not all of them yeah and there's a consequence too there are things that you may not know about right that could happen as a result of your actions and again it doesn't it defeats the purpose it's like the stuff that we picked apart last time was you know if, if there's any hope for that the, there to be any sort of peace then we have to kind of draw the line somewhere you know yes. somewhere we we can't just start you know keep killing indiscriminately and then not stop at some point right so or draw a line at the killing you know so right yep yeah it, that really does actually take us to what befell that creature 
in the last episode. Yes. Yes. Or the two episodes ago? I'm not sure at this rate. Yeah, two episodes ago. Yes. What befell that creature? We finally found out. So that foul what... creature, sorry. <laughs> so what was that? That was a stream with like discarded like chemical waste? Was that what that was? Yeah, toxic uh, chemical waste, basically. Ugh. Yeah. And they were just I I think it's what Kirkman said was we, we we like to think we enjoy thinking of the scenarios of what it would be like to have walkers in sand, walkers in toxic waste, walkers in stuck in a drain pipe, all these different scenarios of what they would look like or what how they would move and how they would react. So this is our first look into anything of this nature and it was really kind of cool. Like their yeah, radio their was all green or whatever it was and they're yeah. very pale and saggy face yes. very slow too yes slow moving radioactive zombies that's a good way to get them yeah pretty gross but yeah, yeah very very cool looking so we see them because carol is carol and jerry are trying to get ezekiel to safety so um especially because he's injured so he cannot um necessarily make it on his own he, he needs their help um and but he keeps trying to tell them to just leave him leave him it's almost like a suicide by something but he he's just he feels sort of unworthy like i said before unworthy of his like disciples and i think he he obviously feels a tremendous amount of guilt uh for what happened to those people so he he's just you know don't don't bother helping me don't, don't just leave me which obviously you know carol and ezekiel uh carol and, and jerry will not do um and then uh, shiva jumps in but wait but the one thing that that to to tail on that it's it's more than just guilt and remorse it's it's the worst kind of survivor's guilt i mean the idea that the captain you didn't go down with the ship exactly i was waiting for you yes. <laughs> i got it i made it there we're, we're, we're in sync there. yeah we're it's there. and when when that happens it's it's not only just survivors you go oh like you're first mate and somehow you survive the the sinking ship it's it's like the captain the captain is i guess is expected to to sink with the ship you know go down with the ship but then yeah. when you're when you're when people are looking to you for not only orders but for rulership that's a lot of pressure it's I mean, a lot it's a lot of responsibility let's just say to be that thing all the time for them and then this other fact you know, this other factor of the flashback you know the the, yes. the whole conversation with carol which you know i just want to do that before we get to the unfortunate rips uh, yes. of this episode yeah but yeah this whole flashback of 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 her and of him and carol having that conversation about what you know what deciding how who you want to be yes you know any given moment taking the time out and making decisions not doing it out of instinct but to calculate however short a period of time and to decide that's what you want to be and then keep working at that yeah yeah. That was his moment. But then coming back to that and realizing that even even when you decide what you want to be, it doesn't mean that life isn't going to derail, try to derail that. You're going to have to keep making those decisions. Yes. You know, so, I thought I, I, for, I forgot about that. But you're right. That was a very interesting uh flashback to their conversation so oh and, I, and one more one more tidbit about that you have to realize that ezekiel had made that decision before the apocalypse you know pre-apocalypse made that decision. so technically ezekiel was brave before carol was ever you know and then carol at some point after the apocalypse decided you know enough's enough after i mean even after the death of sophia i would say i mean it was well into the apocalypse that she decided that she needed to to be brave and she needed to adapt and and I think she mentions that. I mean, she doesn't mention specifically what one point she did, but that that she had to. 
Yeah. It took her much longer to make that decision too. So that that is something interesting that you really toss around in your brain that Ezekiel just kept, you know, he made his decision so, in like a matter of seconds, whereas Carol, it took her probably years, let's say, to yeah. be brave, even after all these adversities, you know, like almost resistant to that yes. change. And like, what was it for, right? Whereas yeah. Ezekiel, and that that's kind of a credit to Ezekiel. You know, yes. he, he, he decided and he stuck with it, you know, no yeah. matter what happened. And maybe he didn't suffer as many hardships you know, along the way, but he got to a point now where the hardships are just too much. And that is a credit to him. And I don't think it's fair that we shit on him, you know. Oh, no, I don't. We're still thinking... Well, I mean, in a way, I wouldn't blame you if you did. I mean, watching this episode, you're like, come on, man, snap out of it. You know, even though it's kind of like you do buy, you do wonder, you know, why do these people buy into it in a way? Like, in, in, in one way, it's kind of frustrating. Like, how long do these people expect to kind of fall in line with this idea, this kingdom idea? But then give him credit. He he walk, he walks the walk, you know, and he's walked right. the walk. And it's not only that he, he gets to do what he gets to do because he shows people by example rather than just telling yes. people what to do. So it's it's. You know, I thought that's just my thoughts on that because I, th- I thought it was good, a good transition to, before getting to Shiva because that's when things really fall apart. Yes. So tell and me your feelings. Well, that's when I feel Ezekiel falls apart. I mean, Shiva was his protector who he has saved twice. We've heard the stories of him saving her and um, her being loyal to him. And, you know, this is yet another member of the kingdom that basically sacrificed themselves, you know, even though it is, you know, a fake CGI cat. This, I, listen, listen, my heart broke for that fake CGI cat. I, I could barely watch. And and mind you, it was not graphic at all, but no. it still broke They couldn't afford heart. it. <laughs> I, I, no, they couldn't afford it, no. But I, my heart, I, it, my heart broke and yeah i mean this is another heavy heavy loss for him to have to carry on his conscience and um i i think that 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 is the case i mean you know they say heavy is the head that wears the crown but you know that is the case with him and it's he's just his heart is heavy he's lost his entire kingdom of of fighters and he's lost this 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 beast that basically has been loyal to him and protected him and and now in protecting him like she's died as well i mean it's that's it was and his reaction too i think was very effective to everything that happened i mean he the, i think the actor that plays ezekiel um i think uh what's the Peyton? Is it? yes i mean he he's he was very very effective in just the loss that he feels and when jerry and th- and this is where we kind of get to the title of the episode because it's called uh some guy you, you have jerry and carol trying to more so jerry trying to to convince him to come with them and you know and, and all this you know again with the majesty stuff and you know he basically tells them you know no i'm not your king I'm, I'm not anybody's king i'm not you know whatever i'm just some guy you know and um or at least now the, now now he's he's been com- he's completely broken he's completely broken and yeah, he he's yeah, yeah he, he can't wear that bravado anymore he he can't he's shattered well I, I i think the circumstances that led up to that i mean it really it really left him with no choice you know you keep they kept the show kept stripping away i'm gonna blame the show the show kept stripping away at ezekiel you know left and right you know losing the king 
Kingdom, you know, injured leg, this guy dragging him off. I mean, he's yeah. And then losing almost everybody except for Jerry and Carol. And then to add insult to injury. No, go right uh, ahead. Shiva, yeah. yeah. It's just that that's the insult. That's the cherry on top. It's just how much more it's like as if how much more was he expected to take before he he really broke, you know? Yeah. And I think that that was an excellent scene when they come to the kingdom, the three of them. I thought that was very well uh, framed. Oh, him walking away like that and then having it keep going is just... Mm-hmm haunting i think shows need to do that way more often too just way more often just like suspend the note let it resonate a little longer you know just just leave just leave it there and like we it's it's it it is very very effective i thought that ending scene was very it drives it home i thought it was very effective to see them open these big majestic doors to only the three of them just showing up i mean carol with her weapon jerry you know obviously like messy from like a battle his battle axe is gone all he has is a stick um and and ezekiel you know limping from an injury and everybody else gone i mean it was just really really effective and ezekiel just walking away not even able to kind of even talk to any of his 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 people i i think it was very well done like from start to finish i think it was a very effective episode and it really kind of drove the point home so i was pleased yeah, and I think even in those last moments, right before, you know, him putting his hand on the kid, you know, yes. obviously the kid had a mother, etc. the one with the flower in her elbow, that kind of, the, her elbow yes. strap, it was elbow pads, sorry. So Yeah, she had like the flowers, t- the little flower kind of tucked into her uh, elbow pads. Right, and Ugh. yeah, I know, it's awful. But even in that moment, he managed to pull it together, and, and I kept thinking in my mind, if, if this was me, what would I could have even possibly said? So from, let's just take it to a bird's eye view of the situation. And this reminded me for some reason a lot about the Civil War, okay? You had Mm -hmm. this huge Civil War, the American Civil War, where you had these two sides Mm -hmm. and they're fighting each other and it's brutal. It's literally, it's it's brother against brother, let's just say. Mm -hmm. And you have these two sides and obviously, like, even though the the North won, the losses that that were taken during that battle, you know, the population of the United States and it taking so many people, so many generations that could have been from us is the civil war still stand as like the most uh, the war where we what no world war ii (laughs) i know where you're going with that i I don't know about relative to population but but i know that okay world war ii took so many lives that it's just bananas it just i yeah but but yeah but the idea is that even when you win you lose you know this right like what what did we really win and a lot of the, the echo through the south too you know that's the same feeling you know after the war, a lot of us were sympathetic to the other because of how many losses we took, you know? Right. We all took. Well, I think that, and, and this is why I think it was an effective episode. I think it, it really drove the point of, you know, war is hell. I mean, this yeah. this is this is, this is is war. This is wartime and this is what happens. You're going to take an enormous amount of losses and you're you're going to start questioning if it's all worth it. Um, right. It's going to be, it, it's... And you're you're going to start. Um, you're going to get very introspective, and you're going to wonder. And it's and it's very traumatic. And I think that because he's he's he is he's going through this trauma, and he's you know trying to to you know deal with the weight of what's happened. Um, yeah. But I think it was done very well, and it's done very effectively, and it is done in a way that illustrates this is war. This is what war is like. It it is graphic, and it is um, you're going to lose a lot of people. A lot of people on your 
side and um you're gonna have to carry that with you yeah um, it's like you said at the top of the show it's it's, it's like the saving private ryan it's it's just brutal yeah, but brutal uh, the point yeah. that i was trying to make though with all that is that bird's eye view this was a success like i mean regardless of the lives lost let's put that aside in the corner mm -hmm. like if you were looking at this logically the whole point of the mission was to you know find these heavy guns and get them and right. they were successful in that mission now correct but the cost it's but just at what cost? cost yeah exactly right. now exactly. the cost i mean no cost is not to, because these as you said these weapons are on like another level than we're used to right. so you know the cost obviously so yes they lost maybe a handful of lives but you know it, it would be it would be genocide to allow these people out to have these weapons you know, to, to use against mm -hmm. the kingdom the hilltop make them all suffer so well, that's and that's when i started wondering like when they ended up getting the weapons you know i i did i thought to myself i mean at the risk of being political i mean it, i i did kind of think about that i'm like okay well now you possess these weapons of mass destruction what are you going to do are you going to use this against the saviors are you going to just hold on to them in your back pocket like, I mean, it's just... Uh... It, right. it's, it, it does, poses that an interesting question, question. Like, what, like now what do we do with these weapons we have these weapons or, or maybe it's not even about using them but just making sure that they don't have access to these weapons right and that's what I'm hands, thinking yeah, yeah well it's like hands. it's like the US really marshalling the nations right. to to go to nuclear armistice like with the, America as the ar arbitrator you, right. know, you get everybody to calm down you get everybody to start de-escalating the violence and that's yeah. maybe the part of the plan you know like let's get these things mm -hmm. let's get these things that threaten to put us all under heel let's use let's take them and let's just use it as a means to hey uh can we get a timeout <laughs> can we take a timeout right. <laughs> so i just thought that was a good thing to kind of circle back to but but yeah even going back to the point though is that that one scene he manages to scrape together whatever he has left whatever loss he's experienced to with complete dignity silence no comments no words he said the exact right he he did the exact right thing you know he mm -hmm. showed himself he showed how bad it was he offered his presence and his his love to the to the boy and just kept moving on said nothing said nothing. there's nothing you can say in that moment no, no. like oh we, we at least we got the guns but yeah no there's and ezekiel's very aware of that he is very aware where whereas i think that you know uh, Rick now is a little bit more um, conscious of uh, humanity and a little bit more aware. But, you know, when Rick is on a tear, I mean, he's just focused on the mission at hand, where I think that Ezekiel is understanding of these people aren't just collateral damage. Yes, we, we killed these all these saviors and we got these weapons, but these people weren't just negligible collateral damage that are, you know, negligible as well. They're not. So. Right. Their strength is their, their mutual love of each other, you know, between him and the kingdom the kingdom to him so yes knowing that it's just the most appropriate response and that's i that's what i liked about the scene it said a lot it said a lot of things about what he's lost obviously but the kingdom doesn't really know what he's you know lost i mean kingdom is the kingdom they mm -hmm. they love him regardless and i think all the while you know jerry and alvaro and all those people and even carol not giving up on him and saying we're not leaving you like dude yes i do have to call you king you know that sort of thing yeah i think that yeah. the kingdom is really going to continue to revere him um, maybe some will leave so. we don't know but at the same time i think the rest may may even you know love him even more for you know fighting by their side and i mean looking at the, him the way that they did and i think there's something to it I, we don't know I, I mean i'm glad that we we left it off this way so we can take a break from all that heaviness but at the same time it, it leaves off on a on a note where i'm okay with finding out what happens next you know i don't need to know 
know or theorize about it. You know, it's no. what will be is what will be. I think it left it at a very good note. Yeah. And it does leave it there hanging for us to just sort of think, well, what now? No, what now? I mean, effectively, his entire army of people were murdered. And I don't necessarily know. I mean, my I kind of assume that this was, and based on what I remember seeing in previous episodes, this was all their fighters, all their fighters. So mm. it, it, at this point, it seems that the kingdom is pretty much kind of vulnerable. Like, the, I mean, all of their fighters are, are effectively killed. My personal feeling is that this is where we're going to start to see either the garbage people or the Oceanside people uh, start coming in because hmm. we, we've experienced a lot a lot of losses and these groups are out there so we we know we're gonna they're gonna bring them out at some point we are gonna see the garbage people at some point i feel like we're definitely gonna see the ocean side at some point so. yeah I'm, I'm 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 wanting that definitely i just don't know if it's gonna happen this season or at least this uh this you know this half of the season that would be something i'd bet on as either in the mid-season finale or like the episode before like i knew i just knew that the negan gabriel scene in the trailer was was gonna be like right after this four episode tear because they have to circle back to it you know they this is all happening at the same time you know so they're going to show right. what happened in that four episode span maybe in the span of one episode but maybe draw it out for two i hope not because that's an awful long time to be no that's too long I, yeah in a trailer yeah two episodes just feels that it would be too long i think one episode that's all you need yeah yeah i don't think you need it i don't think you need any more than that and hopefully so. flip, flipping back and forth between other people you know at the same time this right. isn't a Twilight I mean, Zone episode, oh, after all. So right, I, I, it doesn't need to be a singular focus. We can switch over to what's happening elsewhere, and I feel like they should switch over to what's happening elsewhere too. Just just for the sense of uh, time to understand where we are, yeah, and what's happening at the same time. Yeah, because we've been moving through these episodes, but as far as we know, Gabriel and Negan are still in that trailer. <laughs> Yeah, no, and they probably are. Well, we don't know. But I, I will say yeah, that the, the first four episodes happen seem to happen in the span of a short period of time. If you, right, think, if you right. really take the moment to pick it apart, could even be within the span of, let's say, four hours. So yeah, it's perfectly it could very well be. Yeah, I mean, like four hours in a trailer, that's that's plausible, you know, and they could cover that yeah. in the span of one episode. So yeah, wait, just look, now I'm on the same page as you. Cannot wait for that. I cannot wait. I was happy I with these four wait. episodes, fast paced and everything but i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready I'm this ready. is my chocolate it's like i said it's like my little uh, peanut butter cup treat that's yeah it. exactly i'm ready for it yeah i've had my fill <laughs> i i've had my fill i'm ready to get some backstory but i don't want to get my hopes up because i'm afraid of being disappointed yeah see. so i'm so i'm going into it with an open mind oh yeah you're you're finally like you you were eager for the negan gabriel thing for four episodes and now right? and now, okay, and now, now, like, I'm, now I'm ready to receive now I'm super it Oh, you, you like don't weird. want it now? No, no, no. I do, but I'm so worried that it's not going to. It won't. It won't reach the expectations that I have in my mind. So I'm trying. Well, maybe to, you're actually uh, ready for it. Given that you know, like you're ready to actually receive it. Like, okay, no, nah, I'm not going to give it to it. Just that you want it too badly. You're going to gobble up, gobble it up too fast, and tear it apart. It's like no, 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 no. Here it is. Here it is. Now I drive this bus. No, you don't drag me. You know, I'm your master. Here's your leash. That sort of relationship <laughs> that The Walking Dead has with you. Like, no, stop it. it. Is very complex. It is a very complex relationship. Hits you with a newspaper. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's a painful sort of love. 
<laughs> it's very abusive. It's very, it's very abusive. <laughs> An abusive kind of love. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna pause like right now just just to look at my notes because I'm like, should I go for eh, some of these? We kind of cover a little bit. Like, da, 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 da. I think that I I was pleased. I was definitely pleased with this episode. I am. It, it definitely it definitely recentered recentered me, and I'm very eager to see what the rest of the season has. But it looks like we are gonna go to Negan and the trailer, but it does seem like we'll see uh, a little bit of discussion among the ranks of uh, the Savior's lieutenants. That's right. Like the power vacuum I talked about. Yes. It seems like they realize that there's a mole and they're trying to figure out oh, who yeah. is feeding the information. But there's also that idea that Negan's not there. What are they? What what capacity do they have to actually lead amongst themselves? And that's uh, that's the thing that really I'm just, it's just like, give it to me already. Like, that's, that's, my, ne- that's mm-hmm. my Negan-Gabriel thing, you know? I think it's intriguing. So, I think it is intriguing. I, I kind of want to see them fall apart, you know, and turn on each other. Yeah, and they even would. Though, even though it's looking like Dwight, but I, I want to see if there's some sort of... Because, yeah, it may seem like Dwight's going to get picked on in this instance, but it, it's kind of like what you said. Gavin could easily be, you know, the kind of guy that, like, oh, did you did you strike a deal with them? You know, you have no backbone, so... Yeah, exactly. No, I, th- I thought about that. I speculated on that, too. I thought to myself, you know, Gavin is more forgiving than um than other saviors they could completely think that it was gavin that's been feeding information to um to rick and his team right just as easily so just as easily it would be just as easily believable so it'll be um interesting to see how that dynamic is um interrogation all led by uh steven og simon <laughs> which i've been i've been wanting like we we've seen uh you know we've seen uh, jared you know and and i did want to see we haven't seen simon in even less episodes than Negan, I guess. Like, yeah. we don't really have a scene in this episode. Like, you see him, but you really don't hear him, which is kind of why you would want to see um, Simon. Right. You want to hear some of those lines. He he is rather funny, so. You know, there is, there's a highbrow topic that I do want to, I'll just touch on it, but something that I noticed was that Ezekiel has this weird idea. The, the idea of the kingdom, in a ways, is a lot like the walls of Alexandria when Rick and team, Rick and crew, meet the Alexandrians. The idea it, that it protects you from the outside world. Right. If you think about it, like if we think up this fantasy kingdom in your mind, mm-hmm. it creates this false sense of safety, right? Even yes. though they're doing all these things right. like being soldiers and, and farming and doing all these things to kind of stay alive, survive, have a some sort of force to defend them. So I wanted to get pick your brain about that just a sec. And then there's like another thing I wanted to talk about on the heels of that, like why it's different. But have you thought about that? Like like this mental Alexandrian wall that they've created for themselves? I could see that. I mean, I can see the correlation. I can't say I had thought about it, but I could see the correlation between that. You're getting yeah, deep. It does. Deep yeah, stuff. it does protect them. It's this weird false sense of safety. And it, I mean, they have every right to think that they'd be okay because of all the training and all that stuff. But right. probably initially, this is it's probably all they had, you know, let's just fake it till we make it, that sort of thing. Even though yeah. they're probably buying in, but or some of them at least are but yes. it does pull them through and but the one thing that well not the one but it's several but the one key thing is that whatever it is that they're adopting it's just a whole lot more effective than Alexandria potentially because right. what the Alexandrians lack in fighters they make up with this fearlessness like yes. because they adopt this particular delusion you notice that I mean they jump on the king Alvaro fearlessly just takes Ezekiel through the field and, and Jerry's just whoa you know splitting Gunther in half and 
so much fury and and even RIP is axe, you know, in the process yes. of trying to break open that gate. Just fearless. I know. I know. That was that's always something when you have a character losing their weapon of choice. Yeah. Oh, they're totem. Yeah. And that and for him that was pretty distinctive. I mean, a battle axe. I mean, that was yeah. I mean, Ezekiel loses his Shiva, Jerry loses his axe. What's next with Rick? His hat? Wait, hold on. That Carl has that. Carl has <laughs> anyway, it. But yeah, it's, I just thought that was an interesting thing to pick apart because it's these little parallels and who does it better, you know, and 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 yeah. how everybody is kind of doing it the same way. Like this, like the saviors have this cult-like mentality and yeah. this false sense of safety because of you know if we surrender ourselves to Negan, you know, we you will be saved. Let's right. put it that way. You know, right. we'll be saved and 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 be useful. Like oh, we'll we'll have we'll pretend like we have a use in this community. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then meanwhile, just like we said in this episode, you know the 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 drawback to that is surrendering your will is to really not have a sense of taking charge, you know, not have strategy, and that really is their downfall. Like, yeah, right. it makes it makes for effective fighters when somebody tells them what to do, but at the end right. of the day, it's just all about you know just following orders and not being anything. Yeah, yeah. that is very very true. Hmm. Who does it better? Hmm. Oh, so the only thing that I was thinking, I don't know if I want like I was drawing parallels between Shiva and Lucille, you know, the bat. Well, I could see that though. I mean, Shiva is basically his, uh, his, uh, I mean, kind of like live weapon and a a symbol of power and his strength, Uh, almost like his uh, uh, royal's sepulcher. Sepulcher? Sepulcher? How do you say that? Scepter. There you go. Yes. (laughs) To hit him over the head with. Yeah. What is, what is the point of that? The scepter? I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. Hey, what do you do hey, with they, it? They took mine away a long time ago. Mental hospital. <laughs> it's the whole thing. It's a toilet they, paper, really. Just, <laughs> sometimes I would just go, and it's a scepter. That would have been sad. Sad. You didn't know me back then. Nobody did. Nobody knew you back then at that point. No. Who am I? Megan. Anyway. Oh, one other thing that I, I thought of, and this is this idea. When they were talking about deciding who he wanted to be, Ezekiel, right? Yes. And, and saving Shiva, there's just a, a little bit of this personality transfer going on. Like what we could consider as being reckless and, you know, reckless, headstrong, going in strong, being brutal, taking everything that's yours, this selfishness and this brutality and rage and berserker kind of behavior. You know, I feel like Car- Kari Payton, or sorry, Kari Payton, and Ezekiel, he he takes all of that those ideas. He makes up this character, and then he Shiva's this embodiment of going in headstrong, being tough, tearing things apart. You know, running around the room, wrecking it. You know, yes. so there's this interesting reflection of you know, let me it, like this transfer of power into Shiva, and then Ezekiel can become this balanced, regal, lawful, benevolent, thoughtful tactician type character. Right, right. Very, very well thought out takes every step carefully has it all kind of figured out if you really think about it and to his credit it's worked for so long so it's interesting to see how Shiva rushed in and tried to it doesn't know zombies from anything and, and numbers and tactics right. and this is too much for it you know so right. you know it doesn't it doesn't have like that level of consciousness so but then to lose that what will that mean for Ezekiel you know that is a very good question does he lose his sense of does he lose all the advantages 
challenges he has as a result of you know setting aside those those ideas the headstrongness the the brashness you know so it may be interesting to see how he develops after that which again i i am open to i i i'm ready to see that unfold you know i i don't have any i'm not anxious about it it what's done is done you know and and sadness all around but i'm ready definitely ready you're still there yes Yes, oh, I am. Okay, there you are. <laughs> yes, I am. I am right here. I'm sorry. My mic got uh, slightly muted for a second, and uh, I had a little technical difficulties. My bad. <laughs> Just went into my beer. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Same sorry old story that. with you, Carol. Can't stay away from the booze. <sighs> One time. One time. I mean, I'm not booze shaming. <laughs> But, but no. I'm boo shaming. Not shaming, but I'm just saying. I'm shaming. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. I you know, I think we can call it a day from here if, unless you have anything else. I think we did a pretty good cover. I'm just very, very excited to see what's coming. Very yeah. excited to see uh where we go with uh the Negan character next episode. I I'm very curious to see uh, if any dissension in the in the ranks among uh the saviors and the, his lieutenants, as he calls them, his lieutenants that's right and yeah they're lieutenants it's interesting um and i'm really curious to see uh how Ezekiel recovers from this? Or where does he go from here? Oh, I don't think we'll see that for a while. I mean, I don't I think wanna, so either. Yeah, I what I want to so see is what they're going to do with the saviors of the hilltop too, which may not also happen, but who knows? But yeah, we have to go back to that, especially because Jared, who is from Gavin's outpost, is there. And um, as far as I'm concerned, they're they're prepping Jared to yeah be mercy mercilessly murdered. So. I I'm fairly confident of that. Oh yeah, and and not only that, I think we may not we may not see Morgan until at least mid season if if I'm thinking correctly. I mean, I think he's kind of done for a little while, kind of like Carol. Morgan's he needs a Carol moment. He he needs a he needs a timeout. Go to the shed. He's gonna go to the shed. He's gonna find the shed and he's gonna hang out there. He's gonna create a cage. He's gonna collect his thoughts before rejoining civilization again. Right. He's gonna build a little cage in it. You know, put himself in it. Ah, Morgan. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Yeah, I feel Can't, for him. I do. He's conflicted, and he he needs to take a moment, and and that's fine. So he's taking his moment, but um, yeah, he's got to come back though. Yeah. He, he's got to he's got to contribute to the cause. I, I don't know. I, I my feeling, and I, I feel like this is worth weighing in on, is that he's he's we're not going to see or hear from him. You know, kind of like um, what was his name, Keith? Uh, oh, oh, Heath. Heath yes, right. yes, Heath. Keith is coming back. I'm just not sure when Keith is coming back mm. but he'll be back he'll be back maybe with oceanside maybe i mean he he was definitely picked up by some group something he he's out there he's just out there somewhere they will find him mm. That would be nice. That would be that would be a nice wrapped in a bow kind of thing to have to see Oceanside come in with Heath. Yes, I think. we have we have several groups that we need to see. We need to see the garbage people. We need to see the Oceanside. Heath, where you at? So yes. So more good things to come. And yes, uh, I think with that we can safely say thanks everybody for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us on Facebook, Facebook.com/squawkingdead, uh, Twitter at uh, Twitter.com/squawking underscore dead, and. And SoundCloud.com, which you're listening to right now. Uh, iTunes now. Search for Squawking Dead. Uh, and that pretty much covers it. Uh, you can also reach us via email at squawkingdead at gmail.com. And with that, everybody, have a great week. Listen to us every week, please. Your mom please. does and your girlfriend does, apparently. But uh, iTunes now. Hello. I mean, that's a big deal. Big deal. That's Apple loves deal. us. Yes. Oh, I feel so loved. We'll squawk on, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you on the next week. See you next time. Bye, guys.